I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. The last time we had Darrell Pulley on our podcast was back in November of 2021. At the time, Rosario Dawson hinted on her Instagram account that Hayden Christensen would appear in the new Ahsoka series. We speculated what the conversation would be between Ahsoka and Anakin. Here we are, almost two years later, we witnessed the reunion between Anakin and Ahsoka in Episode 5, written and directed by Dave Filoni. What does Darrell think of the meeting? Did Anakin's appearance meet his expectations? Let's ask him. Darrell Pulley is an actor and YouTube content creator. Darrell's Wonderland creates entertaining and thought-provoking Star Wars what-if videos like What if Qui-Gon Jinn trained Anakin Skywalker? Or What if Anakin, what if Ahsoka went to Mustafar instead of Obi-Wan? Darrell, welcome again to Father Sun Galaxy. It is good to see you guys again after such a long time. How have you guys been? Oh, we can't complain. We're doing all right. Almost two years, huh? I can't believe it's so long. So what have you been up to? Well, things have been quite busy over at the Wonderland here. Um, We spoke about my fan film. Uh, We spoke about other Star Wars things. So as far as my fan film, that's been taking up some of my time. We're almost out of post-production, and it's been a long time because, of course, lightsabers do take an, a, a long period of time to edit frame by frame by frame. After that, we're going to get into composing stages of the fan film. And, of course, as you said, I've been doing my Star Wars What Ifs on my channel now, and I'm trying to get one out at least every week. All right. Well, that's that's good news. That sounds very good. So congratulations. So now... Two years later, we talked about it, we predicted it, you know, we knew that this was going to happen eventually, and it's finally here. The Ahsoka series dropped. So have you been watching all the episodes? Well, of course I have. Like, I would always, I would always have an, an, I would always have a nice snack with me the moment it came out. And like, when the first episode came out, I was already intrigued because of the music, the sound crawl, well, not not, the opening crawl, I mean, I knew that Dave Filoni was like, okay. This is gonna be it. This is this is the one. This this is the series that's gonna really pique my interest, like Andor did, and so far it has exceeded my expectations. Yeah. And so overall, what are your thoughts of the series so far? The first five episodes. Honestly, for me, the the series seems to be picking up because, of course, like some series start to be slow, like Andor, but. Me as a filmmaker who's been doing this for nearly a decade, I can understand like why that is because you want to slowly build up on stuff rather than rushing and like mushing everything all at once because that's not what makes a good story. And of course, the first few episodes, you see Ahsoka as a stoic, kind of a less talkative sort of person than she was back in the Clone War and probably Rebels because... and. It, it intrigues me how most people crap on Rosario Dawson for be, acting like a stoic actress. Like, this is exactly how the character is. You try losing your friends in the Clone Wars, losing your master to the dark side, losing, putting up with all of this crap from the Clone Wars, being expelled from the Order, being treated like a citizen, all this other stuff, and come back to me. But this is exactly how the character should be. And considering what we've seen last week with Ahsoka being reborn, after the lesson that Anakin was trying to teach her, we now see her from Ahsoka the Grey to Ahsoka the White, as we've seen both in Rebels and now in live action. Right. Yeah, I, I guess people tend to forget that, you know, this is a, a more mature Ahsoka. 
Right. I mean, this is like a good 30 or so years yeah. after the Clone Wars. So it's just, this isn't necessarily the, you know, laughing, joking, cutting, cutting up, yeah, you know, seen a lot. snips Ahsoka. This is the, I've been through 30 years of war and I absolutely despise it, Ahsoka. Like she, like she's in her, she's in her late forties. She's about to be in her fifties, and people would think that she's going to continue to be the snarky, brighted teenager that we first saw um, disembark from that shuttle um, years ago. Like, of course, she's going to smile here and there, all in between the stoicness, because I've seen her crack a smile um, before she and Sabine went off to find um, Morak and Shin right after Hugh Wang asked them to stay together, and we know how that turned out. <laughs> the sting of betrayal. <laughs> the worst part about backstabbing is because right. is that it comes from the people you trust the most. Right. Well, you want to explain what you mean by that? I mean, Sabine. Sabine. So, when Ezra jumped to light speed, I'm going to assume that was, like, zero ABY. So, like, right before... Yeah, so zero ABY to one BBY, right before the Battle of uh, Yavin, obviously. So this is about 10, 15 years afterwards. So Ezra, let's just go with 10 for simplicity. So Ezra's been gone for 10 years, and there's somebody who you just watched fall off a cliff, like 50 feet away from you, and there's somebody who could have left this island a decade ago, and you would have had no idea where he was. He could have crashed on some abandoned planet and became like a part of the Ewok society for all we know. Like, I don't know why Sabine is putting all her trust in Ezra. Like, I'll be honest, if I had a friend or like a brother, even like if Maceo ended up getting lost in space for years, I'll be honest, I would want to find him. But I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, like, prioritize everything over him. I would, in a way. But if there's people who I can help actively right in front of me, and there's a promise that there might be somebody far away who I can't help, like, a bird in hand is better than two in the bush. To put it simply. That's what I was thinking, too, because, of course, they, people are saying that they had all this time to find Ezra. Like, what stopped them from doing it? Like, like, you have to prioritize. Like, you can't just sacrifice the whole galaxy to save one person. Like, as Ahsoka said back in the Clone Wars when it came to the Onderon arc with um, Saul Guerrero and Steel Guerrero, she said that purpose must come before feelings because at that time, Saul Guerrero went to the castle to try to save the former king, King Dendup, and got himself captured. The other rebels wanted to free Saul, but Stila went against the idea because purpose had to come before feelings, and they didn't have the manpower or the firepower to do both. What do you think of the idea of Sabine wanting to become a Jedi and Ahsoka training Sabine? Were you surprised by that? When you look at it, back in Rebels when... Kanan was trying to teach Sabine lightsaber combat. Of course, he wasn't necessarily getting through to her at the start. And Hera and Kanan would actually talk about how it's going. We have to remember that everyone is attuned to the Force, but when it came to Sabine, Kanan said specifically that she is just blocked. 
that Roy didn't specify she had force sensitivity, but it didn't specify if she did or not. Like she could, maybe she couldn't. Maybe it's not being, maybe it's not just, maybe it's not being just about a Jedi. Maybe it's just something more than a Jedi to me. And of course she tried to use it twice, both on that cup and on Shin. Yeah. And Shin was like, you have no power. Yeah. I've if felt- she, like if she like if she is indeed like force sensitive, like she could be like the next coming of Tar Vizsla, excluding Grogu, because of course he wasn't born on Mandalore. Tar and Sabine were. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I feel like this Sabine is a Jedi thing. Doesn't work. Like if she were like a Maz Kanata Force type. You know, the type where you can sense the force and you can feel it flowing through you, but you're not exactly about to pick up a lightsaber and put on your robe and start fighting. Like Sabine being trained with a lightsaber, that makes sense. She's around two force-sensitive constantly, sometimes three, which is in the presence of four lightsabers, so you'd think she'd want to learn how to use one on her own. Because everybody else has, like, their own weapons, so does she. I feel like Hera's honestly the one with the least weaponry because she has like a blaster pistol. I don't know why she didn't pick up a saber, but it made sense that she got trained and it would also make sense if she could kind of feel the force. But if we're going all out Sabine's force pushing people, she has the same abilities as Ezra. That wouldn't make sense because why did it take like 15 years for anybody to find that out? Yeah. You might want to ask Leia that. Well, I mean, that's a very good point, right? <laughs> well, the, you know, I mean, actually, you got to, well, if you think about it, Darrell, I mean, she found out that she was related, you know, as a Skywalker very late. Uh, although, I'll be honest, prior so to did that, Luke. Right. He found out he was force sensitive at like nineteen. Okay. By then, the Jedi Temple would have told him no fifteen times over. Well, that's like, true. He honestly was was by their standards too old to start training by the time he would have been in kindergarten. So, honestly, I feel like he's a little too yeah. old. But then again, Luke mastered it perfectly. He's the iconic version of the Force. Yeah. Like, he's the one force wielder we always think about besides, like, Darth Vader and Yoda and Mace Windu and Palpatine and stuff. Like, he is honestly the face of the force. But Leia, Leia found out, what, like, four years later, I'd say, because of the three-year gap between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and the one year between that and Return of the Jedi. So about at 23 is when she found out she was force-sensitive. It's still late. Like, by then, she would have already been able to vote and drive, and so would Luke, in human age, of course. And drink, actually, at 21. But, honestly, I think I think it would have made more sense for Leia to actually show Force-sensitive abilities, rather than it being 30 years later, and she just decides, forget about okay. it, and uh, Force I, floats. I, I see, right? We're heading to uh, The Last Jedi. Okay, let's come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just like the last Jedi, yeah, force well, floating straight go. into the trash bin. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> all right. I'll say but, this about. I'll say this about it. The actors did all they can with that script. <laughs> they did the best they could with that okay. movie. We are talking about Ahsoka. 
Precisely. Okay. All right. I'll be honest, so, every project is so yeah. in is always good. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, she's a fantastic Season character. five was the best season of the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Seven close second. All right. So let's jump into episode five. All right. Shadow Warrior. Here's the moment that we've all been waiting for. This is what we talked about, Darrell, two years ago. The meeting between Anakin and Ahsoka. All right. So tell me, this meeting, did it live up to your expectations? It exceeded my expectations. Nice. Per when right. I, I, am, I am dead serious. When it came down to it, because after watching the ending of episode four, I was already thinking like, okay, what's going to happen now? Like I, can guarantee, like I can pretty much speculate what's going to happen. And then, of course, when they spoke again after Hugh Wang was being depressed about um, – what happened in the last episode um the moment i heard their first dialogue oh you look the same you got old like oh now now it's gonna be a great episode and with the flashbacks and the lessons that he was trying to teach her because of course she lost a battle to Balin's skull and she could have died if she didn't get dropped into the world between worlds so anakin was really trying to teach her like how to live and how to not be not be anchored so much by the past of maybe holding herself responsible for Anakin's fall for what the Jedi did to her after the temple bombing for what Barris did to her and everything in between. And I really enjoyed the flashbacks when it came to the battle of Ryloth because that was the flashback because I'm pretty sure that Anakin and Ahsoka fought on the ground overnight while Mace Windu was negotiating with Cham Syndulla. And the only difference is Ahsoka isn't wearing her um, her first uniform. She's wearing her Tales of the Jedi outfit, if you didn't notice that already. Because that's one thing that I did pick up on. By the way, I feel like it was also easy to track the timelines because Ahsoka Season 7 outfit, we have a Funko Pop of that right above the one where she's wearing her Season 1 outfit. That was, first of all, she has the blue sabers. And secondly, the outfit's mostly blue. So we could easily we could easily tell like what season it's from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, what was very interesting to Honestly, me. Honestly, season seven was goaded. Season seven. Oh yeah, I mean the siege yeah. of Mandalore. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the siege of Mandalore. Um, I I had the impression, and I think we both had the impression that somehow Filoni was going to work in the world between worlds, and we didn't know exactly how, but. What we did know is that it no longer exists because it was destroyed at the Lothal Temple. And we were kind of thinking yeah. at some point, maybe it's there because that was a traumatic memory for her. But there were honestly far more traumatic memories in Ahsoka's experience. Yeah. Like, say, fighting on Mandalore against Darth Maul or being captured by Cad Bane. Remember that? That one was fun. That was like all the way back in either the first or the third season. There was also that Senate bombing, also committed by Cad Bane. <laughs> uh, Malachor, or, you know, maybe being dropped off a cliff three seconds ago. Yeah, right. True. Right. So, I, so how did you like the way they worked in the world between worlds? I mean, were you expecting for them to go there, although we know that it doesn't exist? No longer exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like unless unless Anakin pulled unless Anakin pulled her in because of course I believe like you know the dead I watched this video from Star Wars Theory not too long ago 
suggesting that perhaps um, the dead, um, like, you know, in the afterlife of the Force, that some people do have access to that sort of thing. And I would think that Anakin was the one who pulled her out, that, that pulled her into it. I was hoping to see, a, like, I loved the episode um, nonetheless. I was hoping to see a little bit more, like, maybe what would have happened if Ahsoka went to Mustafar, even though that's been speculated to happen. So maybe, yeah, maybe the night's still young. Maybe we might see something soon because when we saw that trailer with Anakin, with his um, dialogue in one of the trailers a few weeks ago, um, when he said, in this war, you'll face more than just droids. So I'm I'm sure that we haven't seen the last of Hayden's Anakin in the series. So I'm pretty sure that we'll probably see more flashbacks going forward until episode eight. By the way, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's kind of awkward that literally Ahsoka's aging, but Anakin's not. Because I understand that Anakin, you know, turned into a baked potato or like the remnants of oil in your pan when you burn it. Like, he became a char-grilled burger. Like, he became a Burger King patty. We get it. And like, (laughs) he he for some reason came back, like, looking 20 years younger, which didn't make sense. Why didn't they just take Anakin, remove the birds, and get that? Like, remember how they made Chris Evans look like Joe Biden? No, I understand. They made Agent Christensen look like 50-year-old Anakin. Oh, yes. You told these jokes before. All right. So, Biden. You know what? Okay. Our president and the wielder of the Captain America shield. This is something, okay, this has been a 20-year conversation. You know, when Luke, no, because, well, maybe you won't, you wouldn't know, but the original Return to Jedi, the ending, we know that the actor, right, was not originally played by Hayden Christensen, right? Yeah. It was an older actor named Sebastian Shaw. Shaw, yeah. Right, okay, so you know Because Hayden part. Christensen, you know, was like a toddler, if he was even, bo- he wasn't even born yet. Right, so, I mean, so. so Neither was I. The point is, you would think that time. he would pass through or transition into the Force, at the age of when he passed away, right? So now yeah. at the Return of the Jedi, he's this older gentleman, right? About the same age, a little bit younger than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which would make but then sense. What, right, but what Lucas decided to do was to replace Sebastian Shaw with Hayden Christensen. So, and that canonically threw right, off the it, rest it, of the threw, saga because yes. honestly, it's a continuity issue. If Anakin looks like Hayden Christensen, you got to keep him looking like Hayden Christensen. What they could have done, however, is just, you know, kept Sebastian Shaw and let that be, you know, Anakin Skywalker as a force goes and maybe make it so he can shift forms because he did it to Ahsoka. I'm sure he can do it to himself. He made Ahsoka look younger. He can make himself look younger. Do you have an opinion on that, Darrell? Like, do you think like, it was the, just the right un- thing to do? You could have just unflame-broiled him. From what I understand about the force, when you be- when you maintain your consciousness after death, like you are exactly who you are like when you died. So... Anakin Skywalker died the moment he became Vader. So that man that you saw on Mustafar, that wasn't Anakin. Like he was long dead after he killed the younglings and slaughtered um, what was left of the Separatist Council on Mustafar. So of course, um, when he burned alive on Mustafar, he was reborn as Vader. Anakin died on Mustafar. So the persona of Vader came around. 
of course, when you see old Ben die as a Force Ghost or Yoda die as a, um, and came as a Force Ghost the way they were, they died being who they are, not being some dark side person. So, of course, Anakin would be exactly the way he was in Revenge of the Sith prior to his events on on succumbing to the dark side. At least that's what I can tell from it. I'll be honest, it's like the Caitlyn Snow Killer Frost thing. Like, honestly... Anakin was still in Vader somewhere in there. Like, Vader wouldn't let Anakin die, obviously. He wanted to bury him as far as he could, but subconsciously, he couldn't let his past self die. Like, I feel like that might have been why he spared Luke. Not just because he was his son, but because Luke was kind of a remnant of the old times, back when he wasn't this monstrous form without legs... Or an arm, you know, back when he wasn't, like, evil, when he was a good guy, when he had a Padawan, and when his master didn't hate him. He's kind of driven by hate at this point. Like, his old master cut off his legs and his arm. I'd be upset, too. Like, I'd be honest. I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Well, there's certain events that led up to that. It, was, it wasn't just like, well, hey, I mean, you he know, did massacre sure. thousands well, of Jedi yeah, absolutely. and clones. Absolutely, you know, he had to be stopped. And given how his and given how Palpatine told him that his wife died, like, of course, like there was no point anymore because originally, if yeah, like if Padme was successfully saved, even if he became Vader, the original thing was, if I remember, because I remember reading this somewhere, maybe Lucas said it, or maybe I read it somewhere, but I know that. If Padme had lived, even if Anakin became Vader, like after having this power or whatever, even though it didn't exist, Anakin would just kill Palpatine because, hey, I have no perfect use for you. Padme lives, so you're done. It's over. Now I got to spend some time atoning for what I did. Good. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, I, think, I think sometimes Anakin made foolish decisions. Like the decision... Boy. To just not throw Palpatine in jail the moment he tried to trick you into, like, becoming a Sith. Like, I understand that you're having visions, but that doesn't mean Padme has to die. I mean, we already know how, like, how the future works with Loki and the TVA and stuff. Like, you know, if you're if you're in an event that's destructive... Changing things around won't do much, but if it's not a destructive event, it's not definitive. So, I know those same laws don't apply to, you know, Star Wars, but I feel like it would make sense if he could, you know, just not let that happen. Like, like put, put Padme in the hospital for, like, a week so they can monitor her. And make sure she's all right. Honestly, that's that's how you save someone, rather than being like, "I have visions. How do I save her using the force?" You don't. Go ahead, Dora. Force healing's not an ability. Force healing wasn't an ability until twenty nineteen, buddy. Well, of course, when you say that, um, Anakin could have told someone that reported that. When you say that, Anakin, when you say that, Anakin could have reported someone could have reported Palpatine about being a Sith Lord. By Republic law, like, like it's not, like, illegal to be a Sith Lord, just like it's not illegal to be a Jedi, but if Anakin and the Council can, can somehow prove that Palpatine orchestrated the war, now that's a different story, and then 
then um okay so if that if they could successfully prove that then order 67 would be in effect so order 67 would give the clones authority to arrest the supreme chancellor if they are like not able to fulfill their duties or if they or if the chancellor has betrayed the republic or sabotage him in any way and if necessary execute the chancellor but i'll be honest a hundred clones have nothing on palpatine like even if he doesn't have a lightsaber his force lightning and mind tricks alone are enough to defeat most clones and the specialized ones like rex cody fives if he had lost his mind you know fox wolf those types of clones gregor even they they probably would have been able to survive the mind tricks because they're the clones with the plot armor now what about clone assassins though because they specialize in eliminating force sensitives like jedi and sith yes but here's the thing I feel like Emperor Palpatine, because he played such an orchestral part in creating these assassins and these clones, I feel like he would know the protocols for when and where they would be to stop him so he can predict that. And even if he's not, he can probably sense the disturbance of them being around using the Force. So... Honestly, I feel like clone assassins wouldn't be able to do anything either. Like, they could attack from a distance. But you need an army of clones and some Jedi to defeat Palpatine. Like, literally, three or, three or four Jedi were fighting Palpatine all at once, and they still lost. Hmm. Like, a bunch of them got, like, beat up. One of them got thrown out of a window. Rip Mace Windu. So. Got it. I, I feel like an assassin wouldn't stand a chance, and neither would, like, the 501st or the 212th or the 109th. So, um, what are your predictions for this upcoming episode? Do you really believe that, well, I know he'll come either way, but what are your expectations? Do you, are, do you think we're going to see the great Grand Admiral? I believe that we will, because by now, the next episode will be the penultimate episode. And that means in two weeks, Ahsoka will sadly be over. But that also means that by now, it's high time we at least got a tease of Grand Admiral Thrawn. A little bit of water to dip our feet in, if you know what I mean. Like, I think since it's been six episodes already, we should get some uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn action. And by the way... I'd like to just briefly note how nice of them it was to give us eight episodes instead of, like, 16. Like, I honestly, I would have liked 16, but if you're making 16 episodes, I feel like you're not going to be able to do a character as much justice as you would with 16 20-minute episodes rather than, like, eight 40 50-minute episodes. So, like, The Bad Batch... Great show, quite a bit of filler. Whereas Ahsoka, we're getting to the, the real meat and potatoes of the show really quickly. Yeah. That two-parter, flawless. Okay. Yeah, I, I do think that this episode, upcoming episode, episode six, we, we will see Thrawn. Um, I, I wanted to just finish up about uh, Ahsoka and Anakin. Um, just talk about the lesson 
that Anakin was trying to teach Ahsoka. You know, he mentioned that he wanted to finish her training. Uh, this was a, a live or die situation. What are you going to choose? And then he mentioned uh, when they were at the Siege of Mandalore, we know that Anakin was not there at the time because he was on Coruscant trying to save, uh, well, trying to save the, 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 the Chancellor at the time, Chancellor Palpatine. From an attack he created himself. Right. And then what, what Anakin said to, to Ahsoka, which was very, I thought was very important, he says, within you will be everything I am, all the knowledge I possess. Just as I inherited knowledge from my master and he from his, you're a part of a legacy. And then Ahsoka replies, my part of that legacy is one of death and war. And Annika says to her, you're more than that because I'm more than that. I, f I think I explained that legacy in yeah, episode well, five. Yeah, but I wanted like, to... Like, you know, with the... Uh... With the Sith Lord and the Farag Man. Okay, but I, I wanted to. Hear... Shall I explain it again? No, I wanted to hear Jarrell's. <laughs> uh, you know your opinion of this conversation with Anakin and and Ahsoka about the legacy. Uh, what did you think of that? What was he trying to convey to her? Um, and, and she also mentioned something that she couldn't get over is the fact that he turned into this very evil person. And she probably thinks that she's going to follow that same path, and she doesn't want to be a part of his legacy. So, what do you what do you think of this conversation? I feel that, as I said before, when it came to the lesson live or die, because of course she almost could have died with her duel with Balin, and now he's trying to teach her like how to lead and how to like be not so burdened by the past and try to be the person that. Um, in essence, try to be the person that she was during the Clone Wars, leading and being a little bit uplifting. And when it came to the Siege of Mandalore flashback, I believe that um, that she was just basically, as I said again, like reminding him, like, look, you were more powerful and more dangerous. And she's basically like reminding him of everything that he did, slaughtering the younglings, turning against the Jedi, and being Darth Vader, and that's when Anakin got a little bit annoyed that she's not like she's not getting it. Like, it's like you're not getting it. Like you're not getting it. This is not about me here. This is about you. You 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 didn't learn anything yet. And when they fought in the world between worlds after he kicked her right back into it, people are saying that Ahsoka. Oh my God, Ahsoka beat Anakin. What is this? If Anakin wanted her dead. He would have done so already. Precisely. So when she disarmed him, you can see, like, you could see Anakin's red eyes, but if you could see it in a blink of an eye, when she moves the saber closer to his neck, her eyes become red. Like, as Anakin said, she's everything that he is. But of course, um, she would throw the saber away and she would telling him that she chooses that she chooses to live yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think powerful. i think that like that fight was amazing yeah and also if you look at anakin's face he looked proud in a sense mm -hmm. he wasn't yes. like beaming with pride but you could yeah. tell he was happy on the inside that his padawan had turned out even better than he would have hoped exactly like yeah that's that fight, what, like you said, if Anakin really wanted to win against Ahsoka, by all means, this is an Anakin that's been, you know, kind of floating in the world between worlds. 
for a, quite a while, and he's also the same Anakin that became an expert killing machine as Darth Vader, so I feel like he's not lacking in the combat department, so. Yeah, yeah, and what did he, he said to her after she decided that she was going to choose to live, he says, there's hope for you yet. I thought that was wonderful. And, and you're right. I, I feel think like he that's was something he very said happy. already. Yeah. Yeah. So, Darrell, I wanted to ask you, uh, I saw that you posted your latest video. It's a what if, and it's called What If Ahsoka Stopped Anakin from Becoming Darth Vader in the World Between Worlds? Now, without giving away spoilers, because we want people to see the video, but uh, tell us an idea of how you came up with the storyline and um, what details can you provide about your latest episode? It's been something that I, it's been so, something that I have been thinking about for a while, long before the Ahsoka series. But, and it's something that I wrote um, like a week prior to Episode One of Ahsoka. So when I saw the world between worlds, I figured that okay, maybe okay. So if I see more photos of the world between worlds in the next episode, I could put those stills in for the next one. So my personal belief is that my personal belief is that Ahsoka would either try to convince him or die trying and that's as much as i can give without giving the whole thing away yes. all right mm-hmm. that's wonderful i'm hoping to see something like that and like going forward with the so with the ahsoka series maybe she goes back maybe she sees more what she what maybe what maybe something that she could could have done should have done to prevent his fall maybe because of course like Aside from the one coming in two minutes, we have two more to go after this one. So yes. anything could happen. Exactly. And I'll be honest, I think except for the fact that Ahsoka wouldn't be a character until like, what, eight years later? Not even eight years, like three years later. And also, you know, the fact that Return of the Jedi and A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back were already written. I feel like she would have been able to stop him. I just don't know how, and I don't know if I'd be right. Like, if we stack the facts, I don't know. You're going to have to watch Durrell's episode and find exactly. out Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we'll just leave that open. We want people to check check out your video. So, Durrell, always a pleasure having you on the podcast. You know, you know we can talk for hours. Um, of course. We, you know, want to, you know, respect your time. Where can you're pe- the second guest we've had on our show twice. That's true. We haven't had many uh, return visits, so you know you're honestly in a you're elite like group. part of a high high society. There you go. We should just mail y'all all packs of biscuits, right. cookies. Up oh, there you go. All right, put well, how about uh get ready to fly uh, butter cookies. You know hashtag butter cookies. Oh yeah, and Star Wars, hashtag right? butter cookies and Star Wars. Right. Yeah. If you guys ever want me back on in the future, um, I'm just one text away. I'm happy to come back anytime and. With this new website here, um, Restream, I might be um, saving that for the future because maybe I want to start. I've been thinking about doing my own podcast with Star Wars celebrities like Ashley Eckstein, maybe Matt Lantern, maybe James Arnold Taylor. But the yeah. other websites have been like iffy. So, but yes. I'll I'll consider looking at the I'll consider looking at this one and see what I can do with it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we we agree. We'll we see love, if we can help you. We love Restream. All right. Thank you. Where can people find you? Okay, so you can find me on my Instagram at Darrell's Wonderland. The username is Darrell's.Wonderland. My personal one, because there are some of my followers from the other one who follow me on there. I'm at Darrell Pulley. And 
that would be it aside from my pulley productions film um film little film production company that i'm starting out as far as that's concerned um i was originally going to put the fallen apprentice film on my main channel but that will be going over to pulley production so that's another thing that i needed to say awesome awesome best of luck to you this is wonderful always a pleasure where can people find us, Keith? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts or socials or Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy, website fathersandgalaxy.com, merch store, fathersandgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. I already have some friends who are interested. If you're watching this, click the QR code, scan it, gamble your fate on what mug you'd like to pick. Okay. Uh, donate to our Patreon page, <laughs> patreon.com slash fathersandgalaxy. I think that's it. All right. Thank you once again. All right. We can't wait for the next three episodes of Ahsoka. So thank you so much. Once again, Darrell Pulley. All right. Thank you once again, everyone. May the force be with you both. May the force be with you. So thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, take care. And we will see see you again. again.